just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hopefully your day is going well. It is Monday, and I have kind of a feeling that some shit's going to drop this week. I mean, I don't know for sure. It's just, it's just a feeling. But consider this. We know the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, really upped security with the National Guard and such for the next two weeks. Now, a lot of people presume that was because the video was going to be released of the beating death in Memphis, Tennessee. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people thought that it might be as wild as what happened with George Floyd. But as it turns out, there were protests, maybe a little bit of violence, but nothing too serious at this point. And that's good to hear. But still, Brian Kemp has this upped security in Georgia. And it's going to be like that for the next couple of weeks. Well, why why would you need that for the next couple of weeks? Now, remember last week we heard some pretty compelling words from Fonnie Willis. She got her report from the special grand jury, took it to the regular grand jury. They were talking about releasing this report. I don't know that a decision has been made as yet, but of course, Fonnie Willis did not want it released because she was thinking it wouldn't be fair for future defendants and decisions were imminent. Sounds like Fonnie Willis has done everything she can do at this point, so it's conceivable that we may see some indictments this week or next. And Governor Brian Kemp is just being careful just in case. I guess people are concerned that if Donald Trump is indicted, there'll be a big uproar and all the trump will get up, get head up, and attack something. I've told you this before. I don't think that's going to happen. You might have some various and a sundry crazy fucks doing stupid shit But you're not going to see a rerun of the insurrection on January 6th. You're not going to get the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers and all these groups together and make a mass attack on anything. Because they don't have the system gamed this time. When they went up against the U.S. Capitol, of course, Donald Trump knew about it and encouraged it. So he held back the National Guard, limited the police, and did nothing himself. Well, we're looking at a much different story now. We've got Joe Biden in office. We've got National Guard ready to go in any such circumstances. And we know that bullies don't walk into anything unless they're sure they're going to win. They only beat up the weak kids because they know they're at no risk of getting their ass kicked. But now with Joe Biden in office and Democrats in control to a certain extent with governorships and such, there is going to be pushback. And if they come loaded for bear like they did at the insurrection on January 6th, they're going to get some hard pushback. And if they bring weapons, things are going to get ugly. These trump know they can't win anything they walk into, so they're not going to do it. But I just find it interesting. Fonnie Willis says what she says. Brian Kemp does what he does. Is that a tip-off of indictments to come? Well, it's possible. I have no way to know for sure. I'm not a psychic. I can't tell you. I'm just looking at the facts and have to wonder. We'll keep our fingers crossed and see what occurs. But if you think Fonnie Willis isn't going to issue some indictments... Well, you're not paying attention. She wouldn't have gotten into this mess, gone through all she's done, unless she was pretty confident there were some indictments coming. And here's what's interesting. There's likely to be an indictment against Donald Trump. And, of course, there'll be people that are mad. But what will they do? They won't do fucking anything. 
Now, I did some, I did a couple TikToks yesterday, and it, it really got me kind of hyped up. I usually get a lot of views on the TikToks, but there's one I did yesterday that's getting a crazy amount of views. It's like 300,000 views in a period of, what, 18 hours, maybe max? That's kind of crazy, even for me. And it seems as though I may have hit a nerve. And I'm pretty proud of that fact, to be perfectly honest with you. When you do some of the videos I do, you kind of want to hit a nerve to the enemy, to the Trumplefox. And basically in this TikTok, I was talking about how stupid Trumplefox are. I mean, at every turn, they do stupid things. They say stupid things. And I gave an example of Donald Trump talking about if he was president, he'd guard against World War III by putting a dome over the whole country. <laughs> now, that's fucking stupid. He couldn't put up a wall between America and Mexico. He's going to put up a dome? <laughs> wow, that is fucking stupid. It's absolutely stupid. But the thing that troubles me most about the stupid things that Donald Trump says is that there are people at home, in their kitchens, in their living rooms, hearing this stuff and going, you know, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's exactly what we should do. This country is surprisingly full of stupid people, ignorant people. And that is the bane of this country. As long as we have ill-informed, stupid people, we are going to have problems in this country. So anyway, I do that TikTok. I do it like I do any other TikTok, but it just kind of took off. A lot of people were watching it. And, of course, there were a lot of positive comments, as you might guess. And actually, most of the TikToks, I do get mostly positive comments. I've blocked a lot of Trumplefucks because I just don't want to deal with them fucking with my platform. But here's the thing. When I first put out that TikTok, I put it out, and then TikTok took the audio away. That's kind of a warning. You're fucking stepping too close to the line. But they didn't make that decision. Some Trumplefuck complained, and that's what they chose to do. So, then, it was downloaded, so I changed the title, didn't put any hashtags, and then I put it back up. And guess what? The sound stayed on. But in a short time, it was taken down. Not by TikTok, by Trumplefox complaining about it. I'm touching a nerve, and I'm enjoying this. So, of course, I, uh, I uh, asked for a, an appeal on that video, because what they said I did, I didn't do. And I don't know what it is, but as of late, in the last six months or so, when I ask for an appeal, they usually respond pretty quickly now. And within about an hour, <clears throat> they put the video back up. So then I'm going through these videos, these comments, as I commonly do, trying to pick out the Trumplefux and blocking them because I want to avoid them taking shit down. And I usually don't have a problem, but on these, I were, was. So clearly, more Trumplefux were coming to these TikToks, especially the one where I was talking about them being stupid. So I'm going down the line and I'm blocking, I literally, in the one that's gotten 270 or 300,000 views, I've literally blocked two to 300 Trumplefox in this thing. But the thing is, I've really gotten to them and they're making all kinds of comments, but each of the comments they make pretty much validate what I'm saying when I suggest they're stupid. They don't respond with facts, not at all. Their comments are typically something like this. We're not dumb, you're dumb. <laughs> oh, you think Joe Biden's so great? Well, then you're dumb. <laughs> Tell us what Joe Biden has done. And it's, 
it's and, and most of it's misspelled. And when you look at the people who put these things up, they have like five followers, no content, and no pictures. So they're either bots or just fucking trolls that don't know what they're doing. So I block them and get rid of them, and it's fine. It took a while to block all those on the uh, on the TikTok where I said they were stupid. So then I did another TikTok because these guys got me worked up. It wasn't so much that I was mad. I was kind of excited. I was inspired, if you will. And I'll I'll tell you this. I did something I promised you I wouldn't do. But I don't have to remind you. This is my show. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. (laughs) Assuming you like what I'm doing because there's no point in me doing things that you don't like. And a lot of you said, well, I hate it when you talk to the to the Trump fucks. A lot of you said that. But the interesting thing is the two most listened to podcasts I've ever done with the Rational Boomer are the two podcasts I did with Trump fucks. But I get what you're saying. I, I didn't particularly like doing it either. So I started thinking about this. These people are so stupid, and their only option or their only alternative is for them to say, no, you're stupid. So I went on in the second TikTok, and I said, look, I promised I wouldn't do this, but if there's any Trump fucks out there that really think you're smarter than me, that think you can give me what for, send me an email. I'll put you on the air, and I'll give you every chance to fucking do it. And, of course, I haven't heard anything as yet, but more Trumplefucks are going in there and saying, you're stupid, and then running away. And it's kind of hilarious. Now, I will tell you something about me. If I'm talking, arguing, fighting with somebody, and I find their weakness, I'll go after that weakness. If I know that they think or they're upset about being called dumb, well, that's all I'm going to fucking do henceforth. I'm going to say they are dumb. And it'll be interesting to see if I get somebody to come through. And what I'm hoping for, even though I said I wouldn't do this, what I'm hoping for, if anyone does come through, that they're even a little bit smarter than the two that I interview. Now, there are some people trying to prove their intelligence by mixing in a bunch of big words. Now, I don't even know if they understood the definition of said words, but they were trying to appear like they were smart. I'd like to get one of those people, one of those that consider themselves smart and maybe even be a little bit smart. And then I got thinking about it. I got a little head up in myself. And and this may sound arrogant to you, but this is something I'm going to put out on TikTok tomorrow because now I'm kind of provoking them. And I, I like that. That's that's kind of my style. I was looking at all the comments on my post, and I realized something. Now, this is a low bar. I understand it. <clears throat> I'm almost willing to say that I am smarter than any Trump fuck alive, from Donald Trump all the way down to the dumb fuck in southern Alabama. I guarantee you I could talk to any of those people, and destroy them. Not because I'm so smart, because we're dealing with truth and lies. And the people with the lies, they just can't win. And the people under Donald Trump just are misinformed. I mean, a perfect example is when they say, what has Joe Biden done? Well, Joe Biden created 11 million jobs in two years, which is the largest amount of jobs of any president in the history of this country. Joe Biden is the most successful legislative president in his first two years in history. Donald Trump is the only president to lose jobs during his tenure. And Donald Trump didn't do shit for getting jobs when it was going well. The GDP was way lower than Joe Biden. Wages were way lower than Joe Biden. So it's real easy to 
to explain what Joe Biden has done and what Donald Trump failed at. It's real easy to figure out what Donald Trump fails at because he fails at fucking everything. Part of me is hoping somebody thinks they're smart enough and uh, feels triggered enough to come on the show. I don't know. Like I said, I didn't like it really the first two times because it was too easy. It was like kicking a puppy. It wasn't hard at all. I'm just hoping there's somebody who thinks they're really smart and maybe gives me a challenge or so. I'm hoping that happens. If it doesn't happen, no big deal. We've got plenty of things to talk about. But I'm really liking the fact that these people are so upset that I call them stupid. You know, what they want you to do is argue with you. And they want to talk louder and longer than you and just cover up everything you say because they don't want to hear facts. But when you just call them stupid, that hurts their sensibilities. And frankly, I like hurting their sensibilities. And I will continue doing it until 2024, calling these motherfuckers stupid. Not just because I'm being mean or I'm calling names. Fact is, it's fucking accurate. So anyway, that's what was going on on TikTok. Uh, Be prepared for more TikToks that expose these idiots for being as stupid as they are. In fact, I may, may, may make one of my TikToks every day, take out something they've done or said, and then point out the ignorance and the stupidity in it, just to taunt them, just to push them. And we'll see if one of them comes through and wants to talk. I don't really care either way. But today I got a little hyped up about these people not even being able to come up with a good argument. I just got in my head, I want to kick their ass. And the thing is, it won't be a problem, no matter who it is. I mean, you want to send me Ben Shapiro? I would love fucking Ben Shapiro. Because he talks nothing but shit. He's got this high, squeaky voice. He talks fast and long. I know exactly what to do to shut this fucker down. He tries to come off like he's more intelligent than anybody. And, you know, he can talk and he does know some things. But you can't let a guy like that bully you. You don't have to allow him to do that. There's ways to slow that motherfucker down and then corner him. I've seen people do it. I've seen videos of people doing it. So it can be done. Anyhow, let's talk about what's going on in the news and uh, what we can look forward to this week. So Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, says he is set to meet with President Joe Biden on Wednesday to discuss the Republican House majority's views on federal government spending and raising the country's borrowing limit in order to avoid a debt default. Now, Joe Biden's been very specific about this. Yeah, we're not negotiating shit. You're going to sign that bill to raise the debt limit, and that's fucking it. And this puts Kevin McCarthy in a real tough situation. Because if he agrees with something with Joe Biden without getting major cuts like they want, and he agrees to a deal, well, then the MAGA fuckers are going to vote for him to uh, uh, get a vote of no confidence with a motion to vacate, and that fucker may be gone. Maybe not. Maybe they won't have enough votes to vote him out, but he's going to go through some things. Now, if the Republicans and Kevin McCarthy decide to play hardball and stick to their guns and stop the debt limit from being raised, well, that's going to be a problem for them. It's going to crash our economy, cost everybody a lots of money, not just the poor, not just the middle class, but the rich, the people that keep those fucks alive. There is no way he wants to do this. Now, the mega fucks might be because they don't care. They want the chaos. They want the disruption. They think that works to their benefit. But it's really Kevin McCarthy's call. Because the bill 
to raise the debt limit has to be put on the floor, and the only person that can do that is Kevin McCarthy. Does Kevin McCarthy want to lose his soul to MAGA? Well, at this point, for simple things, clearly he does. But when it comes down to crashing the country's economy, maybe crashing the economy globally and getting destroyed in 2024 and pissing off all his benefactors, does he have the courage to do that? I think not. I think Joe Biden's doing the right thing and saying, we're not fucking negotiating. Just sign that motherfucker like he did three times under Donald Trump. As I've said before, this is like a game of chicken. And you have to have a little courage when you're playing chicken. But if you understand your opponent in this game of chicken, it's not so hard to decide. Are they crazy enough to crash the economy? I don't think so. Especially when you have Mitch McConnell and the Senate saying, yeah, I don't want any part of this bullshit. They don't really have much support. We've got like 18 MAGA fucks. The rest of the Republicans will probably disagree. Now that said, if Kevin McCarthy puts it on the floor, which he must in order for it to get voted on, it's conceivable that all the Democrats would vote for it and just a few of the Republicans vote for it and it would pass. And that would piss off MAGA so fucking much. The only way it doesn't work is if Republicans vote strictly on party lines, which would mean they side with MAGA, and therein lies the problem for them. They know that these MAGA fucks and their strategies are all losers. If they have any hopes to win anything in 2024, they've got to step away from them. But the only way they can step away from them is if they vote with the Democrats. So Kevin McCarthy, the conservatives, and the moderates in the House of Representatives are in a tight spot. It's not Joe Biden that's in a tight spot. Because if they crash the economy, it's going to be blamed on the Republicans in the House. Joe knows that. The Republicans know that. And as long as we know that, it allows Joe Biden to be much braver in this fucking game of chicken. Kevin McCarthy said, I know the president said he didn't want to have any discussions, but I think it's very important that our whole government is designed to find compromise, McCarthy said during an appearance on Sunday's CBS Face the Nation. Well, that's an interesting comment, don't you think? We should have compromise. Well, through the Obama administration, through the Trump administration, and through the two years of Joe Biden, Republicans have offered zero compromise on anything. Remember, the infrastructure bill that is woefully needed in this country was voted in by strictly Democrats, and the Republicans didn't vote for it. Now he's talking compromise. Well, this situation doesn't require compromise. It's more of a rubber stamp. They're just taking advantage of this thing. They're looking at they have leverage, and they're seeing what they can get out of Joe Biden. And what we're seeing out of Joe Biden is he's saying, fuck yourself. It's not going to happen. And I hope to God he sticks to his guns. McCarthy said, I want to find a reasonable and responsible way that we can lift the debt ceiling but take control of this runaway spending. Well, there's one thing you could do, Kev. Stop getting giving trillion-dollar tax cuts to the rich. How about we stop doing that? How about we get your rich, rich friends not cheating on their taxes and paying the taxes that are due and, in fact, starting to pay their reasonable amount of taxes? That's one way we could generate more money and make it easier. But now McCarthy's talking about Medicare and, and Social Security, and now what they're saying is that... Um, Oh, we never said that because they're getting heat over it. Again, this is something that's going to cost them votes, cost them seats in the House of Representatives, in the Senate, and in the Oval Office. These people aren't bright. This is what I talked about earlier. They aren't bright. 
But how many times do you have to touch the stove and get burned in order to stop touching the stoves? These people aren't the brightest. Maybe it takes three or four times, but ultimately they will get it. Now, the White House official confirmed that Biden will host McCarthy at the White House on Wednesday. They will have a discussion on a range of issues, the official said, adding this is a part of a series of meetings with congressional leaders at the start of this new Congress. The president will ask Speaker McCarthy if he intends to meet his constitutional obligation to prevent a national default as every other House and Senate leader in U.S. history has done, and as Leader Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer, and Hakeem Jeffries have pledged to do. The official said, He will underscore the economic security of all Americans and cannot be held hostage to force unpopular cuts for working families. Do you think uh, Biden's going to stray from that? Yeah, I I, I don't think so. I, I just don't think so. You got to understand that Joe Biden was in the Senate for like 40 years. He was a vice president and now the president of the United States. Kevin McCarthy, on the other hand, not the brightest bulb, hasn't been in Congress anywhere near that length of time. Joe Biden has played these dumb fucks so many times that I don't think this will be a problem either. But Kevin McCarthy will try, mainly because he's the weakest speaker in history. And he will bend for the Magafux to his own detriment. McCarthy said, if you read our commitment to America, all we talk about is strengthening Medicare and Social Security, McCarthy said, referring to a plan he unveiled uh, for his party before the 2022 midterms. No, that's not exactly right, Kevin. Maybe from your perspective, that's what you're doing, but you're cutting money to the people, and that's fucked up. That doesn't strengthen Social Security or Medicare. He was pressed on what he meant by strengthen and whether he saw that as including changes to the programs, like raising the retirement age. McCarthy said, no, no, no. Well, you did say it earlier that you wanted to raise the retirement age. What I'm talking about, Social Security, Medicare, you keep that to the side. He insisted that he wants to work with Democrats to pass the budget, but the government spending needs to come under control. You mean like when Donald Trump was in office and you added $7 trillion to the debt, the allegedly fiscally responsible conservative Republicans under control like that, Kevin? He did not completely take defense cuts off the table saying he wants to make sure it's effective and efficient. I want to look at every dollar no matter where it's being spent, he said. I want to eliminate waste wherever it is. Well, there's a ton of waste out there, Kev. But the Republicans are responsible for as much or more than the Democrats ever did. Somehow I'm thinking you want to cut Democratic waste and you want to ignore Republican waste. I just don't think Jim or that uh, Joe Biden's going to go for that shit. You're walking into a hornet's nest, Kevin. Joe Biden, you may want to call him Sleepy Joe and all this stuff, but he is very experienced, and he's played this game before. And he makes an excellent point. You must raise the debt ceiling by way of the Constitution. And aren't the Republicans the one that love the Constitution? We need to follow the Constitution to the T. So by playing this fucking game and trying to leverage what the MAGA fucks want against the debt ceiling sounds to me to be a little unconstitutional. And maybe we should exploit that. If that's their intention, let's explain and illustrate how the Republicans are against the Constitution, which is completely the opposite of what they would have you believe. That's not unusual, though. It's common for them to say, don't look at what we're doing, just hear what we're saying. Don't believe your lying eyes. Well, fuck you. Thank God the Republicans are as stupid and corrupt as they are. Because they don't stand a chance against people like Hakeem Jeffries or Joe Biden or even Kamala Harris.
They'll wipe the floor with them. And as I've said before, the media would love for us to be scared to death that the debt ceiling will not be raised and we will have economic Armageddon. Don't be afraid. The debt limit will be raised. They may have to walk it up to the very day to finally get the MAGA fucks to back off, but they will back off. Because if they don't back off, they're destroying their party. And if they want to do that, that's fine. But it's going to be at the expense of every person, every company in America. It's going to lose a lot of money for a lot of people. And when the Republicans do that, good luck trying to get reelected. It ain't going to fucking happen. All right. We are going to take a quick break. And we will be right back. You know I have a certain amount of disdain for the media, both the left side and the right side. I don't believe they give us all the information. I believe the fact that they don't give us all the information is one of the main reasons for the divisiveness in this country. Nobody's getting the same story. So when I talk to a Trump fuck and I say, what about this? And it's a common news story. And they say, I never heard of that. It tells me they only get their news from one location or a couple of locations like OAN, Newsmax, or Fox News. They aren't looking at the whole picture. They're not even getting news information from news sources because they are not news sources. But of the left-leaning media commentators that I dislike the most is Chuck Todd. Now, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. He doesn't seem like a stupid guy. But he seems to go overboard to give the impression that he's being unbiased, when we know he's unbiased. He's pretty much been a lapdog to some of the Republicans. He's never pressed the issues that he should have whenever he's talked to them. However, that was a little different yesterday. I think it's on Meet the Press on MSNBC or something like that. Representative Jim Jordan and Chuck Todd got into a sparring match Sunday as the MSNBC host called out the Ohio Republican for painting a misleading picture of how former President Donald Trump and President Joe Biden handled the discovery of classified documents at their respective homes. Now, during the tense interview on NBC's Meet the Press, Jordan repeatedly insisted that the Department of Justice had been weaponized against Trump, citing the FBI's August 8th raid of Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida. Scores of sensitive documents were retrieved during that search, which followed months of requests for papers to be returned. Todd says, you keep talking about this raid on Donald Trump. There was nine months between the initial action the archives made for a request of documents before they even turned it over to the Justice Department. The subpoena was 60 days old before they actually executed the subpoena. And more importantly, the only time the public found out about it is because Donald Trump told the public about it. He goes on to say, you painted as a picture of the FBI did this, this, and this within hours of each other, when it was actually a year and a half of Donald Trump not complying with any of the requests from the National Archives, he continued. A year and a half. This is not some sort of proof that somehow they've been weaponized in playing politics. Still, Jordan insisted there was a double standard between Trump and Biden. They raided Trump's home. They haven't raided Biden's home. Todd replied, because Biden didn't defy a fucking subpoena. He didn't say fucking, that's just me. But that's the point. The FBI conducted a consensual search of Biden's home in Wilmington, Delaware, earlier this month, found six more documents with classified markings. The inquiry follows disclosures from Biden's team that they had discovered classified documents at the president's Delaware home and former Washington office on four occasions between November 2nd and January 14th. And then, of course, Last week, Mike Pence's attorney revealed that classified documents had also been found at the former vice president's home in Indiana. 
That's a whole other story. Why are these top secret and classified documents just being found haphazardly any fucking where? That tells me we've got a problem with the National Archives that we need to address. But it's so typical of Jim Jordan trying to equivocate what went on with Donald Trump with the top secret documents and Joe Biden. When there is no comparison. First of all, ultimately, what was taken out of Donald Trump's home was like 40 boxes of documents, literally tens of thousands of documents, hundreds of thousands of pages. And as as Chuck Todd pointed out, they were asked for them back. They didn't get them back. Um, Then they asked again. They got some back, and they said, you still have some? And they said, no, we don't. They signed an affidavit to that effect. They lied to the National Archives and the DOJ. The DOJ then sent out a subpoena 60 days later, after it had been ignored by Donald Trump and the trump fucks, They decided to do the search warrant. That's a big difference from finding maybe 10 or 12 documents in Joe Biden's place of of residence, and Joe Biden just uh, handing over the documents, as he should do by law. You can't compare these two things because there is no fucking comparison. One is a criminal act. One is carelessness. But Jim Jordan still wants to play this game. Jim Jordan has to be one of the dumbest people in Congress. And that's saying a lot when you've got Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, and Lauren Boebert. He's probably a little smarter than those folks because he's got a little more experience, but he has no credibility. In his 17 years in the House of Representatives, he's never put together or passed a single bill. So what is it he's doing for the citizens of Ohio other than stirring the shit. And if you folks in Ohio are happy with a shit stirrer representing you, well, then you're in good luck because that's exactly what you have. But if you want him accomplishing something for your state, yeah, Jim Jordan's the wrong guy. Now, I talked about this a little bit up front on the show, and I was talking about how Trump fucks are stupid. And I gave one example. Former President Donald Trump recently announced that he would build an impenetrable dome over the U.S. if reelected to protect our people from the purported threat of nuclear attacks and World War III. World War III would be a catastrophe unlike any other, Trump said in the video published on his True Social platform Friday. This would make World War I and World War II look like very small battles. The best way to ensure that such a conflict never happens is to be prepared with an unmatched technology and uh, unrivaled strength. And he talks about the dome. When I'm commander-in-chief, I will work with Congress. Yeah, you did a nice job with that when you were in office. And our great military leaders, not the ones you see on television. I don't consider them leaders. You mean the ones that refer to you as a treasonist? We're going to work with them to build a state-of-the-art next-generation missile defense shield. Trump then claimed the world has become vastly more dangerous under President Joe Biden and that any discussion of the deadly menace of nuclear war as a purported result of the ongoing Russia-Ukraine conflict has been tabled by the current administration. The nuclear word is being mentioned all the time, said Trump. This is a word you're not allowed to use. It was never used during the Trump administration. But now other countries are using the word against us because they have no respect for our leadership. Well, you know, if we're talking about no respect, Donnie, I think it was you they had no respect for. I mean, let's be perfectly honest. You're going to save us from the Russians. Well, it seems to me you and Vladimir Putin were buddies, that you chose to believe Vladimir Putin, who is a pathological liar and a uh, evil dictator, who is also a murderer. You believed him over our own intelligence agency. 
So don't tell us you're going to be the one to fight against Russia because you're in Russia's pocket. They help meddle in the 2016 election to your benefit. We know this for a fact. We know you have all kinds of connections to Russia. Even though you say that Russia, Russia, Russia was a hoax, it wasn't a hoax. That's just you talking shit. And anybody with above average intelligence doesn't believe that. It's just the dumb fucks that you cater to. Trump added that nuclear and hypersonic missiles could annihilate entire cities and even countries. Well, no shit, Don. We've never heard of that before. Nuclear weapons could destroy cities? Oh, wow, thanks for the uh, update. Should Russian President Vladimir Putin choose to intensify aggression against Ukraine and its NATO allies, and that building an Iron Dome-like system is now essential? America must have an impenetrable dome to protect our people, he said. We work with Israel to develop that dome. We have the technology that's unsurpassed, but our past leaders haven't really wanted to use it. We have to now go that further step. You know, they always bring up Ronald Reagan. Well, he had Star Wars. Well, if you read about that Star Wars thing, that was a fucking bluff. They didn't have that kind of defense weapon. They just tried to make Russia nervous about it. And I tend to believe that this alleged dome doesn't really exist. Now, I made fun of him. And I said, well, he wants a dome over the whole country. Great job. You couldn't even put up a wall. Now you want a fucking dome? And, of course, people came to me and says, he was talking about technology. He was doing this. And then I would ask them the same thing. How come every time Donald Trump says something and it's wrong, you always say, well, he didn't really mean that. What he meant was this, or he was just joking. Donald Trump is talking out his ass. He has no fucking clue what he's talking about. And if anybody trusts him to be in control of our country's safety, you're fucking crazy. After lauding his efforts of completely rebuilding the U.S. military, which is not true, the twice-impeached former president, whose campaign promises to fortify the U.S.-Mexico border became an expensive failure, said the Space Force would have had a vital role to play. What's the Space Force doing now? The only thing I know about the Space Force is there was a TV show with Steve Carroll in it. Just as I rebuilt our military, you didn't do a fucking thing. Especially our nuclear capabilities. Didn't do that either. I will build the shield to defend America from missile attacks, said Trump before adding, we will have peace through strength. Fuck you, Donnie. You're a fool. You're an idiot. And this is what I constantly say. Trump LaFox. Donald Trump on down. You're stupid. Ignorant. And I'll be honest, whether you're a Republican or Democrat or independent or whatever, I really don't want stupid people running this country. There's a lot of serious problems in this country. We are at risk in many ways. We are at risk because of the things Donald Trump did. He's buddies with Putin and Russia. He'd probably give them the key to the back door so they could drop a bomb someplace in the country with no problem at all. Donald Trump can't be trusted. We know this. We know he's a pathological liar. We know he's in the pocket of Vladimir Putin. So now he's trying to come out to try to gain some traction for his alleged campaign in 2024. I've told you this before. I'll tell you it again. Donald Trump will not run for the presidency in 2024 as a Republican candidate. The Republican will not have him as a candidate. Now, he will talk about running as a third-party candidate, but then, of course, he can't win there either. All he'll do is split apart the Republican Party, making it that much easier for the Democrats to kick their ass. And you better believe the Republicans that don't like Donald Trump anymore know this, and they're concerned about it. 
Now, the only way Donald Trump can run as a third-party candidate is if he's legally or physically able. With the investigations and the shit going on, there's a good chance they'll use the 14th Amendment so that he cannot run. Understand that of all the things they want to do with him, that's the number one priority on everybody's list. They want to take him out of the mix for 2024, as they should, because he is a danger to this country. These Trumple fucks still insist that he's going to run in 2024, and I explained to them, you're stupid, it's not going to happen. Donald Trump will not run for re-election as a Republican And I don't even think that he's going to be in a position to run as a third-party candidate. And even if he did, he will lose. He will know that he will lose. And Donald Trump hates losers, so he won't even make the effort. It's (laughs) The whole thing is very funny. Donald Trump is going to campaign, try to grift some money, and it'll all be for naught because nothing will ever happen. But still, when I make these posts on TikTok, still there are people that comes in, come in and say, Trump 2024, just wait till he gets back in office. How many motherfucking times do you have to tell us just you wait? Donald Trump was supposed to be back in office as many as four or five times since 2020. And guess what? He hasn't been. He's not in office. He will never be in office again. He will never even be in the Capitol for a fucking tour, for that matter, again. He's a danger to this country. And if you believe anything he says, you're a stupid human being. And I'll say what I said earlier on. I believe I, and when I say I, I mean any of us of a like mind, are smarter than any trump fuck you can find, from Donald Trump on down. We've got a choice in this country. Do we want smart people running it, or do we want stupid people running it? If you want stupid people running it, well, then get the fuck out of my way, because you're of no use to me and anybody with a reasonable mind. All right, Steve Bannon took election denialism to an unhinged level on his podcast. Isn't that motherfucker going to jail? He's been convicted. I think he's even been sentenced. When is this motherfucker going to jail? Put this dumb shit in jail. See, this is the thing about the DOJ that troubles me. By not indicting or not sentencing and not putting people in jail... They continue to create problems in this country. The FBI becomes responsible. Like I've said before, we're dealing with this raising of the debt limit and the MAGA fucks trying to hold this country hostage. Well, I have a feeling that if, uh, if the DOJ indicted some of these fucks, who also happen to be MAGA fucks, we might have a different scenario. But we need the DOJ to act. It seems like Fonnie Willis is going to come first, and I believe it could come this week or next week. Something will come out of it. But we'll see. I don't know that. It's just a feeling I have based on how everything's playing out. But he was, Steve Bannon was unhinged, which isn't unusual for Steve Bannon. He didn't just indulge in the baseless claims of election fraud favored by former Donald Trump, but he went so far as to tell Carrie Lake, you're the frickin' governor of Arizona. Lake is not the governor of Arizona. She lost. She went to court. She lost. She had recounts. She lost. Carrie Lake, like Donald Trump, is a fucking loser. Lake lost the November 2022 election to Democrat Katie Hobbs, Lake lost by 17,117 votes statewide. That doesn't even require a recount with that number of votes that won. Now, Lake lost the lawsuit she and other Republican organizations and candidates filed on Election Day complaining about printer issues in Maricopa County and attempting to extend voting hours. Lake lost the lawsuit she filed after the election challenging the results with the judge's opinion, stating that she had failed to provide clear and convincing evidence. The judge is saying she had no fucking evidence. 
which is kind of important when you file a lawsuit. But Donald Trump doesn't know that either because he keeps getting lawsuits thrown out and he gets sanctioned and now he's getting scared. So he's pulling out of them himself. Carrie Lake, I guess, is trying to create noise for an audience of one. That is Donald Trump. She wants more than anything to be Donald Trump's vice presidential candidate. We know this is true because just the other day, in fact, maybe yesterday, uh, she was caught off mic on a hot mic saying that very same thing. I'm just trying to trying to impress Donald Trump, show him I'm on his side. I'm backing him up so that I could be the vice presidential candidate. Well, that's an interesting goal because, as I've said before, Donald Trump, Donald Trump is not going to be the candidate. There's no way that's going to happen. So you can dream about being the vice president to Donald Trump, but it's going to be like everything else you've experienced, Kerry Lake. Loss after loss after loss after lie after lie. These people are supposed to be smart. All you have to do um, is take a look at the facts. And even the dumbest person would have to come to the same resolution. Lake lost the election, not because of election fraud, but because she could not convince Republican-leaning voters to support her. She's a nutcase. She's a Trump humper. An analysis of the ballot showed that about 33,000 voters in Maricopa County alone voted for her for down-ballot Republicans, but then split their ticket to vote for Democrat Hobbs for governor. And nearly 6,000 other voters who voted for the down-ballot Republicans left the governor's race blank or voted for a write-in candidate. So, Carrie, as much as you'd like to say there's election fraud, not only didn't the Democrats vote for you, but a good chunk of the Republicans didn't even vote for you. And why? Because you're fucking nuts. You're nuts. You have no business holding any kind of office at all. Now, Hobbs was sworn into office on January 2nd. She's been going around every day since then doing governor stuff, like delivering the state of the state of address on January 9th to the Arizona legislature, and her name and photo are all over official websites and social media accounts for the governor of Arizona. So, that means Katie Hobbs won and Carrie Lake lost. Apologies if any of this seems pedantic, but at least one person in the video clip above seemed not to know these facts. Bannon interviewed Lake along with my pillow magnate. I don't even know if you can call him that, Ari, that anymore. And conspiracy peddler Mike Lindell in the aftermath of the annual meeting of the Republican National Committee in California, where Ronna McDaniel was reelected as chairwoman on Friday. Now, the two other candidates running for the RNC chair. One would be Harmeet Dillon, a crazy fucking Trump humper. And Mike Lindell, who's a crazy Trump humper, but you can add a plus sign to fucking crazy because he's stupid. He really thought he was going to win this seat as chair of the Republican National Committee. McDaniel had faced criticism over Republican losses in the midterm elections. Yeah, let's be honest. She's been Republican National Committee Chair for the last three elections, 2018, 2020, 2022, and the Republicans have lost each and every time. It wouldn't be uncommon for somebody leading a political party to lose that much and get voted out. Where she got lucky is that uh, the two people running against her are fucking idiots. Harmeet Dillon got about um, 51 votes. The powerhouse Mike Lindell only got about four votes. The winner only needed to get 111 votes. And Ronna McDaniel, 
got 168 votes. So she is the head of the RNC, which is like being the captain of the Titanic as it's starting to sink. Because make no mistake, the Republican Party is a sinking ship at this fucking point. No question about it. It's absolutely a fool's errand to say, I want to be head of the RNC. Why would you want to do that? Why would you possibly want to do that? Now, of course, the big story the last few days has been the video that came out in the wake of the tragic death of Tyree Nichols, setting off a yet another firestorm of anger over police brutality, the Congressional Black Caucus has requested a meeting with President Joe Biden to discuss meaningful national reforms to the Justice Department, especially law enforcement conduct. Of course, the Republicans are going to be no fucking help for that, and it may be a while before they can actually do something. Lawmakers have condemned the brutal and violent killing of 29-year-old Nichols, a black man who died after being beaten by a group of five black police officers during a traffic stop in Memphis, Tennessee. Now, civil rights attorney Ben Crump, who represents Nichols' family, called on President Biden in Congress to discuss passing the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act, again after negotiations collapsed in an evenly divided Senate of 2021. Remember how Kevin McCarthy said, we need to compromise. Well, in this George Floyd Justice and Policing Act that they voted for in 2021, again, it was along party lines. The Republicans Institute instituted the filibuster, and in order to beat the filibuster, they needed 60 votes. But, of course, the Democrats only had 50 votes. They needed 10 Republicans, and not one Republican fucking voted for it. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Senate Democrats are poised to pass such a bill to send to the president's desk, but only if it can gain enough bipartisan support from the GOP-controlled House. We need a national conversation on this, said Senate Judiciary Committee Senator Dick Durbin on Sunday. Representative Barbara Lee appeared on MSNBC on Sunday to discuss the future of police reform in America. We're not just going to say that because there are Republicans in Congress. We're not going to try. Representative Lee said, we're going to fight, and in democracy, the voices of the people must be heard. And that goes to what I've said before. At this stage of the game, with the House of Representatives being held by a slim margin by the Republicans, they aren't going to do jack shit. They get too much money from the NRA and all the other gun lobbies, and they just aren't going, and police lobbies for that matter, they just aren't going to do what's right, which is sad because we're constantly seeing people of color being killed on our streets by the very people who were hired to protect them. Clearly, there's a problem and clearly something should be done, but nothing is ever done. To get something like this passed is going to be hard. we got to get it through the House. It will have no problem in the Senate, and Biden will sign it. But nothing can happen unless it's brought to the floor, voted on, and it received 218 votes, which would mean all of the Democrats and maybe six of the Republicans. Can it be done? Sure, it can be fucking done. Absolutely, it can be done. But will it? That is the question we're looking at right now, and we hope that they come to some resolution on this and some bipartisanship so they can get it done. We're all getting tired of seeing innocent people killed by our own police departments. It's a culture in our police departments, and as much as Democrats were mad after the George Floyd thing and said, let's defund the police, That's not a good idea. Defunding the police makes no fucking sense. It's poor messaging, and you should just shut up about it. But police reform should be on the table. 
There needs to be more accountability by police officers, especially when they make these egregious attacks on citizens. There needs to be accountability accountability for this, and there is none. And the reason there is none is because of the police unions. They hold way too much sway over the police departments. So people can commit crimes and commit crimes and still keep their jobs and still continue to commit crimes because of the unions. Our biggest problem in our policing is our unions. Now, I'm not saying I'm against unions, but unions that allow people to continue to do misdeeds, to injure and kill our citizens, well, that's a problem. That's a fucking big problem, and that needs to be addressed. I suspect ultimately that will happen. If we can get some bipartisanship in the House in this session of Congress, that's awesome. We should be able to get it. It's just common sense. It's about humanity, and you would think even some Republicans have uh, some sense of humanity. But that's not always been the case. The last Congress... They didn't show anything like that. It'll be interesting if they do this time around. But like uh, like they said, in spite of the odds being against them, that doesn't mean they shouldn't try. And try they will. And this is where the people of this country come in. We've got to speak up, speak loud, speak proud, and keep speaking. The only thing politicians know, two things, money and whether they're going to get votes. If they feel like they're going to lose votes and lose elections, then they will do something. It's literally all about them. So we have to make enough noise. We need to put on enough pressure so these people realize that they're at risk of losing their jobs if they don't for once do the fucking right thing. All right, we are going to wrap up the Rational Boomer podcast. I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. I hope you have a great day, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.